Thank you for listening to Inside the 435. Our show is supported by sponsors and our loyal audience. This episode is sponsored by Anchor. Anchor is the easiest way to make a podcast. This podcast is hosted and produced with Anchor. Here is why you should use Anchor to produce your podcast. It's free, no cost to you ever. There are creation tools built into Anchor allowing you to record, edit, and upload your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor takes the tedious and long process of distribution off of your to-do list. Your show will be automatically distributed to Spotify and Apple Podcasts for you. Everyone dreams of making a little bit of money from a podcast. This is made possible by Anchor. With no minimum listenership, you can be offered sponsorships. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Do not wait a second longer. Download the free Anchor app, that's A-N-C-H-O-R, or go to anchor.fm to get started today. Welcome to Inside the 435, a podcast dedicated to reporting the latest political and business news and giving people of all ideologies a platform to make their voices heard. Before we begin, please follow and share the show with all of your friends and feel free to message us on Instagram at Inside the 435 with any questions that you would love to hear answered on the show. And now, here's your host, Jack Bowie. Hello and welcome to episode number 24 of Inside the 435. I'm your host, Jack Bowie, and we are back with Myra Smith after about 20 episodes. Uh, <laughs> she has made her return uh, to talk about everything that we have missed. Um, I talked with Ali two episodes ago about everything we have missed, and now it's Myra's turn. So how have you been? Uh, I've been good. How about you? I've been pretty good. You've uh, been enjoying school. You could call it enjoying it. Yeah, I'm not enjoying the whole, uh, well, not going to school thing. Uh, but I, I also don't enjoy the whole going to school thing, so I don't know what I want. Yeah, um, going back four days a week is going to be... It's going to be like better for us, but it's going to be a shock. Because we have not <laughs> left our houses that much in a week in a long time. Mm-hmm. For sure. Yeah. So today with Myra, we're going to be talking about the impeachment. Uh, we're going to be talking about uh, the feminist movement in the U.S., um, and then some other stuff that is important to us. Uh, but let's start with the impeachment. Actually, let's go further than the impeachment. Let's talk about the Capitol storm. So on January 6th, we all know what happened. Uh, what was your initial thoughts on that day? Um, well, I just remember the first time I saw it, it was like live on air. And I like walked downstairs and I just saw someone, like a bunch of people climbing the Capitol building. And I have so many thoughts on this. I think that it was wrong for the first place. It was insanely wrong. I don't think you can say that it was right. Um, I think that if they were any color other than white, they would have been shot at. Um, there's one officer, I think his name is Eugene Goodman. He was like the like best part of all of this. He saved a bunch of senators. He guided them away from the Senate chambers. He just did an amazing job. Whoa, okay, sorry. Um, he was just, I think he was the main like highlight of the Capitol riots. If there was one good thing to come out of it, it was recognizing that officer for doing his job. Uh, and he was the, he's black, right? Yes, he is. Yeah, so I definitely agree with uh, the morality of the whole incident being extremely wrong, and there's no arguing that. I haven't heard 
even Trump supporters argue that. That's something we're all in agreement, uh, you know, agreement with. Like when George Floyd died, we all agreed that that officer, whether you agreed he was murdered or not, we all agreed that that officer did not follow proper protocol. This scenario cannot be debated. Um, you can debate whether you can impeach a president, but I don't think you can debate whether this should have, whether this incident uh, was an insurrection. Mm-hmm. Um, now, when I first saw it, I was... I don't remember what day of the week it was, but I think I had school that day. Um, and I go on different days than you, so that might be true. Um, and I read it first, but I, I didn't think anything of, you know, like what I would see when I looked it up. Um, you know, and being the person I am, it was like I got home from 3.30, you know, I got home at 3.30, saw what had happened and immediately hit the, you know, start broadcast button. I'm like, yeah, we're talking about this. Yeah. Uh, you know, that's kind of my job, but <laughs> I, I couldn't believe that it actually happened. I, in a way I was extremely surprised in another way. I, I was like, well, you know, I could see that happening. The, you know, and we'll talk, you know, in a little bit about what, whether Trump's responsible. Uh, but the fact that it happened is really crazy and, and we underestimate the power of it. Like this will be in the history books forever. And, you know, in a hundred years, they'll be thinking about him. Just like we learn about Abraham Lincoln freeing the slaves. They're going to learn about Trump uh, freeing his people to the Capitol. (laughs) Um, But when we talk about police response, it was very bad. I mean, for the most part, it was very bad. Uh, I saw videos of them practically opening a, like just pulling a gate apart, just letting them in. Yeah. Um, and I definitely believe that blood would have been shed if there was, if it was a Black Lives Matter rally, 100. Mm-hmm. I think that their position in that, like, the police officers there were doing their job because the police officers on government property are trained way differently too. Like they're trained to shoot first, ask questions later. So like once you get inside the building, they will do whatever it takes to keep the senators and the representatives safe. So, like, I remember people talking about the one person that got shot, but they were trying to break into Nancy Pelosi's office. That's why she was shot. Like, yeah, she um, through glass, stuck her hand through, and they warned her, but she ch- kept crying, trying to go through. And yeah, I have almost no uh, empathy for that. I have no remorse. I have no empathy. I you mean, in the building, you cannot get mad when you have repercussions for your actions. Yeah, she, uh, and here, here's the officer you were talking about. Um, he, he was actually escorted by, or he escorted Kamala Harris to the inauguration, which was pretty cool. Um, but I think that, like, the police handled the situation. I mean, I'm sure that, I, I'm sure they could have done better, but and actually, I'd say they handled it very well. Because I don't want to say that they didn't do good by not killing a bunch of people because I think if it was a black lives matter rally and they killed a bunch of people. It would be a problem that that's not good. Um, so if it was a Trump rally and they killed loads of people, it's still a problem. Um, mm-hmm. And the one lady who died, I think rightfully was shot by police. Uh, if you're going to, you know, if you, if you, if we've create like decided that it's right to shoot somebody who's retreating seven times in the back, uh, we have decided that it's right to shoot somebody who's attempting to kill the Speaker of the House. Um, yeah. Pretty straightforward. 
that's a good point that I like to make is that they weren't just like going in just to walk around. They were going in trying to hang members of Congress. They were saying, we are going to kill these people when we find them. They had like zip tie handcuffs. They were prepared for this. They had hung a noose. I mean, these people were turning against Mike Pence because he uh, was doing his job. Uh, he, did, he, I think Mike Pence, I, I felt bad for Mike Pence at the end because I think he realized, I think he realized a little too late, but he did realize that he, he needs to distance himself from Trump and that he, he, I think he probably ruined his political career by following Trump. Uh, and I don't think Mike Pence is a terrible guy, terrible guy. I mean, I don't like him. Uh, I disagree with him, but I, you know, he's no Trump. He isn't Trump. But he was a follower of Trump, and that's... Yeah. For a long enough time, he went with Trump. He followed his lies. He did his job at the end of the day, which I think is bare minimum behavior. But it wasn't Trump, so... Right. And he... Yeah, at the end of the day, he did his job. He knew what he had to do. He knew what was morally and legally right. Mm-hmm. Um, and I thought... I think the f- whole... Like, the funniest part about them complaining about... Pence. I mean, Trumpies lost it on Pence because they were like, you know, why isn't he stopping this electoral count? Who told Trump that? Mike Pence can't and has never been able to do that. He's never, it's not stated anywhere that the vice president can stop the officiating of the electoral count. I mean, the officiating of the electoral count is a very boring event, usually. Yeah, the only thing that they can do is they can challenge it. Right. And it doesn't automatically just mean we roll this out. There's right, and they problem. tried it too. Uh, the Republicans in the House tried it, or yeah, yeah, in the House they tried to uh, do that. Uh, they said that you know we're challenging this effort, and uh, Mike Pence actually uh, stood up to him and said, "Has a uh, is this challenging in writing, and has it been signed by a member of the House and the Senate?" And he said, "A Senate." Uh, member has not uh, joined in this effort, and Mike Pence shut it down, rightfully. That's proper procedure. Um, But yeah, Mike Pence did his job at the end of the day. I'm very grateful for Mike Pence and his actions at the end of the day. But I think he realized that he was following the wrong person a little too late. Um, I think the Republican Party is kind of split now, which doesn't bode well for them in future elections, because they have the Republicans who are more just like the Mitt Romneys of the party where like they can agree on these issues like black lives matter and things like that, but they can also have their own beliefs at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. And then there's like people who are like Trump and they are just, they are like in their own echo chamber where they're like, Oh, this, 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 and this and like stuff that isn't true. And like, don't believe the media and things like that. And I'm like, right. I mean, in my <laughs> In my show, I separate those two. I say Republicans and either Trump Republicans or Trumpies because they're completely different. I mean, I have a lot of respect for most Republicans. I do too. They're about half the Republicans in the Senate I would vote for in a presidential election. Not quite. There's a lot of them though for me. There's a lot of them that I would vote for. I think I would vote for Mitt Romney over Nancy Pelosi, who I dislike. Uh, Dislike Nancy Pelosi. I do. Yeah. I think, I think, all the older members in Congress, I just feel like. Yeah, they're. I think the thing with older people is they, uh, one, they've been there forever. It is so 
difficult to get rid of a member of Congress. It's very difficult. Mm-hmm. Um, and Nancy Pelosi was the only Democratic candidate I think I wanted to lose, but I'm very glad we didn't because then we wouldn't have we wouldn't have a uh, control. Um, yeah. But I would like to see somebody else be the speaker. Um, but the problem with the older people on the Republican and Democratic side is I think since they were born longer ago, they almost have this racist bone in like in their body mm-hmm. from a time when racism was seen as okay. Um, and I think that that's something you can't get rid of. I think Joe Biden and Donald Trump both have this bone in their body and whether you act on it or not, you know, it's fine. I, I haven't seen Joe Biden say anything racist in the past decade. Before that, there's some questionable things, racial jungle, all that. Um, yeah. But at the time, I mean, it was always racist, but at the time, it was more socially accepted. It was normalized at the time. Right. So when people uh, talk about how terrible, like, uh, slave owners were, I'm like, well, maybe now or maybe 20 years ago, but 70, 80 years ago, it was wrong. And it was it's always been the same amount of wrong, but it's not always been socially wrong. So yeah. there needs to be a difference. It's just like when I, I mean... I think did Trump didn't Trump deport some like ninety year old uh, Nazi guard? I don't remember seeing that. It was it might have been Trump, but it it was some like ninety year old Nazi guard who was like literally on one HP being deported out of the country. And I'm like, um, one, I don't think he's a threat. He's got got like ten years left max. Right. Two, most Nazi guards uh, were forced. A lot of Nazi guards were held against their will and their only way to keep their life was to fight with Hitler. All right. And three, um, at that time it was, it was socially accepted in Germany. So I, I don't like when that things like that happen, when we hold people accountable for, um, crimes that they were possibly forced to commit, um, or racism that occurred when it was completely acceptable socially. I think it's okay to hold them accountable if they don't realize it was wrong. Like if there's Oh yeah, I mean if somebody's sitting there saying like I and I do it again, then yeah, get out of here. You know. Yeah. I think you hold them accountable when they haven't made change. So let's talk Trump. Uh let's talk about we we talked about the insurrection, we talked about the people responsible, the police responsible. Let's talk about in my opinion, the man behind it all. And I I'm sure you agree. Uh Trump led a had a rally, all right, in I think down by the White House. And if you look at cell phone records, there was a big like clump of people around that. And then the minute he finished speaking, all of those people moved to the Capitol. So that doesn't necessarily that's not the you know only thing saying Trump is accountable for this, but it, it shows people going from Trump to the Capitol. Um Another piece of evidence is those supporters saying they're there for Trump. Trump told them to be here. We're following his orders, right? Um, but I don't think that one speech incited at all. I think it was the months of claiming that this election was stolen. So what do you think about Trump being behind all of it? I think there was no way he could not have been behind it. Like his words, his actions, him continuously screaming, stop the steal. They're taking this election from us. If you really were an American, you'd do something. Like you can't say stuff like that and then not expect people to come and try and stop stop the steal. 
um, there's no way that he didn't incite it. His tweets, him literally being banned from Twitter for, <laughs> for like his false information spreading. It was just, it's so clearly obvious that he helped incite it. And it what do you think about the Twitter ban? I think it was completely justified at that point because Twitter is a private company. They don't have to follow the first amendment anyway. And he was at that point, he was just starting. He was starting hatred. He was spewing hatred. So here, I you know, I know I don't see this ever happening. Uh, one, you know, for two reasons. What if it were Biden? All right. One, what if Biden uh, somehow incited violence and broke Twitter terms of service and then got banned? Um, it would be completely justified too. Right. I'm, I'm not saying that would ever happen. One, because I don't see him doing anything to get him banned from Twitter. And two, I'm not sure if they'd ban him. I think it'd be justified, but I'm not sure because I, I will admit Twitter is a little left-leaning. So what do you think about that? Do you think that that played a role into his ban? I feel that a lot of social media websites are left-leaning just because a lot of left, like most, like most executives are left-leaning. Um, when you see them, it's they are more pro the people. And I don't think that companies would make money if they let people come on and spew hatred and say racist things. You'd lose a huge majority of your users. And most people who use social media are teenagers and like millennials who are more likely to be left-leaning. So I think at that point, you just have to appeal to who uses your app. Right. I think that they need to, there needs to be moderation. I mean, I have no problem with banning somebody if they break like terms of service. Yeah. I would probably have a problem if um, you banned somebody who said that um, Biden was a terrible president. If you ban that person, then that's a problem. Um, if you ban somebody who says that uh, they wish Biden died, I think that's a problem. If you wish, if you ban somebody that says, I'm going to kill Biden or go kill Biden, then that's not a problem. Uh, you can't ban somebody for political speech. You can't ban them for yeah. um, an opinion. And that's not what Trump was banned for. Yeah, no, I think that they completely have the right to be like, I like Trump. This is like my president. I liked him. But when you start saying racist things and when you start like spewing hate speech, that's when you like it becomes OK to ban them. Like if you're saying I hate this minority group or I hate the it's just like. So where do you draw the line between an opinion saying I hate Biden and saying I hate black people where is the line uh do, do you use the protected classes you know race religion gender uh disability yeah. and age yeah because so i think twitter has the right to ban on the basis of that yes but i think that you can openly criticize like every politician i think that you should but i don't think you should say i want to kill them like that's my yeah. job like you can't make death threats you can't say i hope they drop dead stuff like that you know Right. Uh, if we somehow made it, uh, like, you know, there needs to be a line. Um, but the line is not, uh, you know, seditious speech or against a president. I mean, that's not where the line is. Um, because if, if talking bad about a president um, or talking bad about politicians or people um, got you in trouble, then, I mean, I'm on episode 24 of Throw Me in Jail. Uh, <laughs> because I've done this for three months now. Uh, but... I haven't seen the inside of a courtroom because that's not what we're about, right? Uh, you can be 
banned from Twitter, in my opinion, for inciting violence, uh, encouraging others to incite violence, or committing violent acts yourself. Um, and I think that that's what Trump did. Um, but but one ban that I, I have an issue with a little bit, what do you think about the MyPillow CEO? He was banned for, he. I mean, he's Trump's like, you know, little piggy. Uh, and he's, you know, he's, he spoke at the Republican National Committee, the CEO of MyPillow. You know, that just shows, you know, how off track they are. But how do you feel about him being banned from Twitter? He was banned for repeatedly sharing uh, Stop the Steal, stuff like that. Well, it depends on when he shared it. Because did he share it pre-insurrection? Or... Uh, I think he shared it all, all throughout. Okay. Well... And I think there was some uh, promoting the insurrection. A little bit. Not like Trump. But I, I don't see them banning him just for saying the election was stolen. Yeah. Um, I think... Uh, I think that was a justified ban. I just, I don't know a lot about it, but I've like seen small articles. Um, cause from what I've seen, he talked to the president and he was like at the white house multiple times. Um, I don't know why we're taking political information from the CEO of my pillow in the first place. Um, yeah. Just like, why do we take political information from, uh, like I saw people posting stuff after the super bowl, like, you know, you know, all you Tom Brady fans hold your horses. He's a Trump supporter. Like, I don't care. He's good at what he does. And he's not gotten on my nerves. Like, I think I'm Tom Brady, but I'm not going to. Right. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, I know. Uh, but like there are celebrities that are f- really left leaning that, you know, I mean, there are so left leaning celebrities um, who I do not respect a lot of them um, because they I mean, there are definitely left leaning people who are incredibly stupid i have met liberals who are as stupid as trump supporters sometimes yes no that's completely right there are dumb people on both sides the alt-left and the alt-right i hate with equal you know fire in my heart like they're the alt-left is uh extremist and uh you know so anti-fascist that they basically uh want anarchy and then the alt-right is just Hitler. Um, yeah. But the problem I find with um, le- like very, very, very left-leaning people is that they will criticize like liberals, like just like leftists versus liberals. Leftists will criticize the liberals to the point where you're almost bullying them into not becoming a leftist because you're like, oh, just go read this, go read that. You're not educated on this. And I'm like, I am very educated on this. I just don't believe that this is the way to do it. Um, so you're, you're a liberal, you would say. I would classify myself as one, yes, because I do not believe in ACAB. I don't believe in, like, I don't know. I don't, ref- I don't, I want to reform capitalism before we go straight to socialism. I feel like if that's possible, like a mix of both is I feel like the only thing that would work. Yeah, pure socialism is is not the answer yet. Like, I feel like um, we've never seen socialism in a country before. Like, I feel like I've not read up enough about it. But yeah, and, and U.S. socialism would be completely different from socialism in China. I mean, it would be, I mean, if we started socialism in the U.S., it would be almost a completely new ideology that we've never seen before. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like our politics are so skewed, too, compared to, like, Europe or, like, the U.K., because U.S. politics are very right-leaning, just, like, normally. Mm-hmm. Uh, a, a liberal in 
Canada is class like like our liberal party, you know the the Democratic Party, um, is shares almost identical ideology to the Conservative Party in Canada. I feel like our Democratic Party too is just like an umbrella for everyone who isn't Republican. Yeah. Like I feel like um, I feel like the two party system doesn't cover enough people. Oh yeah, the two party system is is crapped on. I mean, I like the idea of having more, you know, multiple parties, but I don't think it's going to happen for a long time. Yeah. I mean, I, when are we going to have somebody uh like how when are we going to have somebody uh who's somebody like, you know, a green party or um yeah, we're not going to have like an independent beat yeah. somebody like Joe Biden or Trump. We do have a green party, but they get 1% of the vote normally. Normally, people who run third party are just to get their ideals out there. Mm -hmm. And when you you do, uh, you you get your name out there, um, and it helps you in smaller bids. So, like, if I'm trying to be governor and I'm failing, I might run for president. And then my name's out there. More people know me in my state. So it's more of an advertising campaign, uh, in my opinion. Definitely. Uh, so yeah, I, I would classify myself as a liberal. I used to have a show. I've had, I've been podcasting for a long time now. It's probably been other than soccer, uh, the thing I've done the longest. I've had five shows, uh, two football and three politics, and one interview. Not nah, two football, two politics, one interview. Um, and my podcast before this was called the Leftist Talk Show. I found out within three episodes. Yeah, no, I, that's not what I'm. I am. Mm-hmm. So we switched because I used to think I was a leftist. I'm definitely not anymore. Um, I definitely would consider myself a liberal. Uh, but you know, you, do you, I'm, you know who Ben Shapiro is. Uh, I do. You know his Tumblr that they sell, the Daily Wire that says leftist tears? Yeah. Yeah. So they make liberal tears stuff, but he sells leftist tier stuff, right? Because he thinks that liberals are just people. Leftists are radical. And I, I've said, I, I told somebody in my gov class, I would not hesitate buying a leftist tears uh, Tumblr because... I don't like leftists either. I truly Uh think that, well, I, when I first, it was like June of last year, when everything started heating up in the political world, um, there was a huge push on TikTok for leftists. Hmm. And so at first I thought I was because just like, I was like, oh, is is this what I'm classified as? Right. They posted all the stuff from like, you know, change on Instagram and all that. Yeah. Yeah. And so that's what I thought I was. And then I like looked into it, and I was like, "This does not represent my beliefs at all." Like, it's pretty. It's pretty radical. Yeah, there's, there's a very huge push for like not being a liberal on TikTok. Like, there's like so much hatred, and I was like, I like would be scared to go on politics on TikTok because they are so. I did it. It was scary. They are so just full of hatred towards liberals, but mm-hmm. then I saw. I don't know if you know this, but there was this man named Kai who joined the conservative hype house. Oh, uh, the, um, oh, he was the guy. He was like, hi, I'm Kai. I'm a, he had like a 500, uh, word long political ideology. Yeah. Yeah. Basically a diet Nazi. And, but, and the leftists were like, oh, we can change him. He's cute. But like, you're not changing him. No, you're more like, likely to change Trump. The hate that they show towards people who, share their most like a ton of their beliefs they're just not as extreme it divides everyone further and further and further and that's you're not going to get any change that way which i just think is yeah i remember there was a page it was uh 
at leftist and they were basically like you know the at boys or the at girls or the you know at feminism page right and they were just really pushing a lot of their ideologies and at that time i was like whoa this is pretty hardcore and then i started reading some of the stuff and i mean there's their views on abortion were like basically slay a five-year-old kid and i'm like okay i'm out of here uh it was so insane um but yeah i did political tiktok for a long time and it, it it's crazy um but yeah like then there's there's people on there who are actually really smart who don't get much uh recognition um and i had a, a couple people on tiktok that i really liked that pretty much got bullied off tiktok um do you know uh that liberal girl ashley do you remember her ashley, i loved ashley i yeah. follow her she was great i follow her on instagram like her personal account mm-hmm. uh, but she yeah she pr- pretty much got bullied off i think she um did. i thought i thought she was pretty moderate but like then there's uh, the paleoconservative Kai, whatever paleo means. Like, I mean, last I checked, a paleontologist is like, <laughs> anyway, yeah, that guy uh, is there and everybody's like, oh, he's very attractive. So he is now uh, ours to share. Like, it was so weird. It, yeah, I just, it's so weird. I but really like, want to delete TikTok if I'm being honest. Yeah, it's it's so t- weird now. It's so toxic. I'm like, I just, ugh. Yeah, um, TikTok like, got weird once. Like, it was originally, like, Gen Z's thing. And, and then like millennials on it. Who yeah, are, like, the millennials are, there's stuff. a lot of millennials that are, you know, the the red mega hat with the, uh, you know, uh, camouflage jacket with the Confederate flag on the back. I'm like, what has happened to some of these people? Yeah, I once, there was one time I saw a video pop up, and it was this woman holding an American flag, but tucked underneath it was a Confederate flag. Was it the girl standing out there in the snow dancing with her boots? Yep. And everyone was like, "Those that's like having a Browns and a Steelers flag on mm-hmm. one. They're, com- they're right polar opposites. It's holding them right next to each other and being like, yes, both teams. Yeah, it's polar opposites. I mean, maybe she should like flip it around and show off the, you know, the winning side. Uh, <laughs> but what? so here, why do people fly it? All right, so we, we had this little debate in our Gov class. Are you an honest Gov? I am. Okay, so you probably... Do, do, you, do you have Murray? I do. We did the okay, debate. So we, we pretty much had the same debate. And did you do that, like, poll about, you know, Confederate flags and the N-word and all that? Right. That was really good. I love that debate. Um, because you, me and you had uh, English together. Remember the Confederate flag debate? Oh, That yeah. debate, I hated. I was like, this is not interesting. This is boring. The Confederate statues and flag thing. And now I'm like, ooh, yeah, let's talk about this. Mm-hmm. What is Southern pride? Because the, he asked, is it Southern pride or is it racism? All right, both are bad because, in my opinion, racism is racism and Southern pride is, I don't know, uh, break, like they call themselves patriots for flying that flag. You, you broke off from the patriots, fought against us, got destroyed, and then joined <laughs> us. Yeah, that, that's not patriotism. So why do people fly it? Is it pure racism or do they really believe in Southern pride? Well, I feel like it's a mix of both because when you're in the South, just like I've gone down there once or twice, it's flown and I don't think they see it as racism. And But like they don't make an effort to try and learn about why it is racist either. They just like they're set in their belief that this is just this is a part of our state's history, stuff like that. And I like I like see their point of view, but I also think there are people telling you that this is offensive. You need to take this down. 
Yeah, I think it is. It's possible. Um, I'm having Wi-Fi problems. I hope you can still hear me. Is this fine? Yeah, I can hear you. Okay. Um, I think that it's Southern Pride until you are informed that it's racist and you continue to uh, embrace it. Then it becomes racism. If you are told that it's racist and that it's seen as racist and you are still okay with flying it, it's racism. If you are... uh, Right. If you are... If you can like prove to me that you're just stupid enough to not understand it's racist, then go ahead and fly it and say it's Southern Pride, whatever. But I know that almost everybody understands what racism is. Mm-hmm. And I don't like to you say the whole thing like if someone tells you something's racist, it's racist because, you know, I'm not going to have somebody start telling me that, you know, baby wipes are racist or whatever. But if somebody tells you like, you know, if if the uh, you know, Black community says that the N word is racist, and it is racist, right? If they start, if if everybody in the black community, like everybody, with almost no exception, starts saying, you know, the N word is just a word, then maybe it can relax, all right? It is their choice, all right. If somebody says it, who can forgive them? The black community, all right. Um, and if the black community tells you that the Confederate flag is racist, then it's racist, you know. I'm not saying anything they say that is racist is racist, all right? I'm not going to say, have you seen the whole Gorilla Glue thing with the girl who sprayed glue in her hair? Yes. Okay, well, now people are starting to say that Gorilla Glue is racist. It's not. No. I, I, I don't even understand I've it. Seen, I've also seen people turning this into a stupid black girl argument, too. Right, I've seen it both ways. And I've also seen um, people say... Uh, like, I, I've heard this as a joke, but I've heard people really say, and we're talking leftists right now, say that Tom Brady is racist for beating Patrick Mahomes in Black History Month. No. I mean, like, it's as football. Joke, as a joke. Yeah, as sure. a joke, it's fine. It's funny because yeah. Patrick Mahomes, I'm sure, would find it funny. Yeah. Like, but when you actually are genuinely like that, it's like, no, it was it was a game. I've heard so. I've really heard people say that. People have actually said that. And genuinely. I'm like, man. What? Genuinely? Genuinely. I've had people seen people genuinely say and at first when people told me that people were saying that's racist, I'm like, no, it's just a joke. Everyone's kidding yeah. about it being racist because it's funny. And then I looked it up, I'm like, I need to delete TikTok. <laughs> uh, I mean, Civil War, if, if World War Three starts, it's it's TikTok's fault. It's gotta be. Um I would so, not, I would not doubt it. So yeah, you classify yourself as a liberal, all right? And I, I asked you before this if, if you, you know, would classify yourself as a feminist. Um, and the reason I asked is because, you know, one look at your Instagram story and it's sort of obvious. Yeah. Um, so you would classify yourself as a feminist, um, you know, by what definition of the word? Because the definition has shifted um, feel- into like a radical belief. But feminism at its core, you know, I would consider myself a, a feminist at its core. The definition of the word, you know. Yeah. So what's your definition? I feel like feminism has lost its meaning in the past couple of months, but feminism is not just for women. Feminine feminism is for men. It is for women. It is for everyone in between. It is believing that everyone should be equal, like in courts in job interviews in everything. It's believing that trans women should be able to use the women's restroom. It's that trans men should be able to use the men's restroom, things like that. It's where I'm strongly believe, where I believe that like trans women should be able to use a women's restroom because that's they are women. So th- that's your definition, you know. That's what you would describe but, yourself by the definition of you know feminism. I believe that everyone is equal, 
under in this earth everyone is right. and feminism doesn't mean that everyone is born with physically and mentally equal things right everybody's born differently there are women stronger than men we you know there statistically are there are men most men are stronger than women but yeah. they're like there if you look at the bar right um you know and this is changing every year actually but you look at a bar and it goes from like this is the least strong woman and this is the strongest woman and then you know least strong man is strongest man it's about there right and yeah. this is it's not a sexist thing to to say that statistically men are stronger than women um to deny it is is very stupid actually but to say that because that statistic exists women cannot do things that men can do because if you look at that most of it overlapped right which mm -hmm. means that like this many people are fairly equal mm -hmm. um so i think that any job that a man has a woman out there at least one but millions can do that all right um but i also do, i don't think i don't like you know the second and third wave feminism movement which is um that women uh deserve higher than men and basically what's happening is i think that there are certain jobs out there that are now offering positions to people of color and women you know um over white men and who are who deserve the position more for a like almost a publicity stunt um so i think that like when um the nfl had an all-black officiating crew that was a great thing all right we you know we broke a barrier and now there's black representation in the nf you know referees in the nfl there's female representation in the nfl now um sarah fuller that was awesome situation but towards the end i thought it was unfair because she was being given a position over a man who statistically was a better kicker if she was a very good kicker then i would say she should be kicking over every man on her team always so I, i'm very glad that she did that and i thought that that should go down in the history books you know people were arguing on tiktok like making fun of sarah fuller and in the comments there was a couple men who were like yes this is a very good thing i mean this has to happen because we can't make at the you know football be an all men's thing forever but i think you know i don't want to like correlate it with the whole equal rights equal fights thing but you know because that's you know a joke basically but equal rights should mean equality for all and obviously that has to start with women being given positions for them to excel in over men because that's what should happen there should be women higher than men in companies because they are better at their job mm -hmm. i think right now too when we talk about like the price the, like or like the wage gap too and there's still people that don't believe it exists but right which is i mean even statistics prove them wrong so if you want to believe in one statistic that men are stronger than women also believe that women are underpaid because it's a fact yeah and so it's not just like the 79 cents to a dollar that's for white women right when you go to like a person of color like an asian american it's going to be like 50 right it's getting lower and lower and lower as you go into more races right i mean there's a lot of jokes out there like um uh you know the highest paid jobs in the world are uh like male you know male ceo mm -hmm. uh you know male you know engineer uh, and the lowest paid are female CEO, female engineer. And while it is a pretty sexist joke, it's pretty true in some cases. It is. 
skills. Like, because when, when you look at jobs, you look at how much they pay. That what you really need to look at is how much they pay men and women, because the bar is rarely equal. I mean, the only bar I can think that is equal is like grocery store bagger. They're probably paid paid ten bucks an hour each, you know. Mm-hmm. But once you start to get a real full time job, there is a wage gap, and it's it's decreasing every year. But it's still, every year that goes by, it's still, right, but, it's still very much there. Though. Right. But every year that goes by, it's denied more and more. Um, you know, so like if let's say that white women make seventy cents to a dollar, right, for a man, uh, if that goes to seventy two cents to a dollar, people are going to start denying that it exists. So I agree with feminism by the definition of the word. The only thing I don't like is the hardcore leftist feminism idea that all women, you know, like the people who say kill all men, that's, those are the people who don't, you know, I don't understand. And, you know, I saw somebody who said that kill all men doesn't mean all. I'm like, well, you know, kill all men does kind of mean all. (laughs) Like, Uh what's your thoughts on that whole thing? Because that's actually taken lives, the kill all men thing. Has it really? Uh, I mean, a kid killed himself, and then it was uh, blamed on Kill All Men uh, because he had commented on some post or something. But what do you think about that whole thing? Because it's, you know, if, if we're against sexism, that, that sounds pretty sexist. The Kill All Men thing started as a, it, it, it's a joke. At its core, it is a joke. It's, we are joking about the inequalities and just being like, well, yeah, let's kill all men. It's not actually happening in real life. Right, it started as a joke. I'm aware. I mean, I I I saw the start of it. I'm sure that there are serious people out there, but they make up the like very one percent minority. Everyone's right. mostly joking because there are literal femicides happening in happening in like Mexico, mm-hmm. where they are just killing women for being women. That happened in China. Yes. Or to solve overpopulation, they would kill daughters. And so basically, that's just kind of like a way to cope. You know, it's like coping with humor it's just like oh well let's just kill all men so you look at it the same way as like eat the rich yeah that whole thing you, well, so you think those are just eat them like right so by kill kill all men means you know it's a joke but you know what you really are trying to say is uh you know what what the internet's really trying to say there is like you know be less sexist and eat the rich is basically you know stop the one percent from ruling the world exactly it's just like that. I feel like people who take it further than that are a very small percentage, and they're always seen as making up the majority. Yeah, I would agree. It's definitely humor. humor. Uh, and the people who get offended by it are usually the people who say, you know, it's dark humor, get a life. So I definitely agree that it's it's not something to be taken literally. But, you know, it's definitely not a good, like, image, like a good idea to, like, make that your cover, you know? Yeah. You don't want that to be the idea of your movement, you know, like that's, that's not what you want to have, you know, on the front page of feminism, right? Because that's a joke. Um, but you know, when people start to hear it and men start to be like, Whoa, this is not right. Then, you know, the internet's going to start to cancel people who say kill all men. And that's not the goal. <laughs> it definitely does close feminism off for a lot of people. I feel like, cause they see that and they're like, Oh, feminism's only for women like da 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 all this right. stuff i'm like it's it's not i promise you it's about breaking the gender roles like stuff like will that. there be a time when men and women are treated equal 
um, and we acknowledge it. Like if we get to a time when, you know, some major jobs have a pretty 50-50 split in, you know, employment, when we have, you know, a time when men and women are paid pretty similar, you know, per, per each position, they're paid, the average is about the same. Um, when we get to that time, will there be like, will the feminist movement end? Because yeah. the, the goal of the feminist movement is to make equality. So what happens when there is equality? What's the goal of the feminist movement? I feel like it will end then. It'll be like upholding that standard of us being equal. So keeping equality will yeah. be the goal. Okay. Instead of just getting it, keeping it and sustaining it long term. Um, so I would definitely, by, by the definition of the word, by the dictionary definition of the word, I would call myself a feminist. Um, but I do not like the the uh, image that feminism has gotten from the far left. Um, because when, now when people start to think of feminism, especially if you have TikTok or Twitter, feminism now means uh, uh, kill all men and, you know, make babies with bone marrow transplants and, you know, stem cell transplants, which that's not a realistic look at. Like, you know, sure, it's a joke. You can, you can joke about it. But that's not a realistic look at the future. I mean, that's no, not there will all. never be a time when a uh, gender controls the earth. Um, so yeah, we've, we've spent like 15 minutes talking about really unrealistic things like eating rich, killing all men and, uh, uh, <laughs> creating babies with, in a world with no men. So let's talk about, uh, Biden for a second. Oh, so nice. I, what was your original view on Biden? Like before, like primaries when he was losing to Sanders. I liked Biden as a candidate. I, if Sanders would have won the primary, Sanders was, I love, I love Bernie, don't get me wrong, but he was too progressive. Oh, he can't win over, like, Biden could win over a Republican vote. Moderate, Sanders, he was moderate. Once you put, exactly, once you put, uh, and I, I like socialism, once you put Democratic, like, once you put socialist in your title, you are not winning an election at the moment. You're shutting off, you're shutting off your pipeline to half of the country. Exactly. Um. So you liked Biden. I, th I, I think we all knew Biden uh, towards the you know beginning of nominations. We all knew Biden had the best chance to win. Like once Sanders dropped, we're like, okay, Biden's going to win the nomination. And if we're going to win this election, he's going to be the one to do it. Yes. Uh, going into the election, what do you think would happen? Biden, Trump, what well, was your I, expectation? I thought it was going to be way closer than it was. I, th I didn't see Biden winning. I did see Biden winning, but I didn't see it being the majority that it was. Well, I, I mean, it was always predicted that Biden would win. Uh, you know, Vegas betting always said Biden would win. Statistics always said Biden would win. I they mean, did the same thing with Hillary too, though. So that's right. right. So that's why I thought, I, I thought Trump was an unstoppable force uh, around election time. I, I saw his fan base. I saw Trumpism in action. I'm like. You can't beat him. As soon um, as I saw what he said about John McCain, I knew he was losing Arizona. Oh yeah, that he he that, I mean he didn't need Arizona. We didn't need Arizona to win, but we definitely could have, and he might have screwed himself. He um, screwed himself by not campaigning in the states he needed to. He thought he had a clutch on Georgia, so he didn't go there. He mm -hmm. thought he had Ohio, so he went here maybe once, which he ended mm -hmm. up winning anyway. He thought he had, uh, I believe it was 
Pennsylvania. Oh uh, yeah, I thought he had Pennsylvania. And then Pennsylvania was like, nah, yeah. never mind. <laughs> I mean, he's said some terrible things about every state. The things he said about Pennsylvania were bad. The things he said about John McCain were bad. Didn't he say, uh, like, I like people who weren't captured? He did. And you don't yeah, say that's that. The, yeah, that's pretty bad. Especially that's, not about John McCain. Not in Arizona. Yeah, that's pretty bad. He also said bad stuff about John Lewis, I think. Uh, he said terrible things about all the states he needed. I'm, I'm like, if I'm Trump's campaign manager, I'm like, what are you doing, man? Like, you are royally screwing yourself. And he spent all of his time in, like, I don't know, Kentucky having 10 million people rallies with no masks. I'm like, dude, you, you've got Kentucky. Get out of there. Like, come he to California. Yeah, he spent time in states that were guaranteed because they made him feel good because they had big rallies. Exactly. And he thought by having these big rallies. I mean, have you seen the people like nobody's going to believe that uh, this guy and it shows Biden with his, you know, six feet apart rallies, uh, mm-hmm. is gonna, you know, be with the guy, you know, having uh, COVID fests. Yeah, that's like, you know, they're like, can you believe this guy beat that guy? I'm like, yeah, I believe it. He won by like 7 million votes. He got 80 million votes. I mean, that is insane. It's unheard of. The most ver- voter turnout ever. Right. And they say that uh, there was voter fraud because there's no way he got 80 million votes. I'm like, I bet maybe there was a, even, I mean, it's possible there was 10,000 votes of voter fraud and we didn't see it, but there's no way. An election. Not there's no way that somebody gets 80 million votes and, and they, and they scam their way to it and we don't catch it. If somebody commits fraud to get 80 million votes, record voter turnout for somebody who was supposed to barely win and we don't catch it then man i need to move like to canada or something because <laughs> nothing happened i mean there was no voter fraud there might that, have been like, that, that there actually there was a hundred percent voter fraud but nothing that that won it for biden no or when uh have you heard the phone call between the georgia governor and uh yeah uh i need you to find eleven thousand votes yeah i need you to find these votes like yeah. keep asking you to commit voter fraud Right. right. And I think that's an impeachable offense on its own. Yeah. They caught him in 4K asking. Yeah, they caught him in 4K. And there's there's a lawsuit for that right now. He's being sued for that. He's being sued for uh, that phone call. He's being sued for uh, some business dealings in New York. He might be criminally prosecuted. Trump is not done with he his... Has, uh, eight open child rape cases in New York. Oh, yeah. Th- those have been open for a while. And now that he's... Uh, out of the presidency, we're like, yeah, we're going to open those back up. Like, well, I, I would open them back up. He originally denied a DNA test in Manhattan because he mm-hmm. like he was like my residence is in Florida now, but right. then caught him on video calling New York his home city. Right, and now he's in Florida again. Right, I mean, if I was a if I was the DA in Florida, I'm like, I, I think he's in Mar-a-Lago. If I was the you know, district attorney uh, in whatever the county that's in, um, I'm f- I'm filing criminal charges for insurrection. I think th- they would probably have to charge him with, uh, you know, I-, I don't know what what the criminal charge is. I know you know incitement of insurrection is a federal charge, but I don't know what you would charge him in a court of law. And I I talked about possibly prosecuting him, you know, as a criminal, mm-hmm. you know, arresting him, letting him out on bail because. He's going to post bail um, and trying him in a court of law like O.J. Simpson. But why will that not work 
to try somebody, you need eight jurors who know nothing about the case. Actually, 12. 12 jurors who know nothing about the case. Where are we going to find 12 jurors in the United States of America who don't know who President Trump is? I mean, if, if, I'd be surprised if there's three people who don't know who President Trump is. I mean, there's probably a lot of people who didn't know who Obama was, but not President Trump, because we talked about him. Trump is. Everybody people knows. Don't know who he is. Everybody does. Yeah, and that jury, I would laugh at. Like, imagine being so oblivious that you're able to no because if you don't know who trump is you're probably not smart enough to sit on a jury yeah we couldn't criminally prosecute him no or you would literally have to find six raging liberals and six raging conservatives in which case there'd be a tie and he'd walk free so we you can almost you can't criminally prosecute trump and succeed Um, i mean you would have to do a trial by judge and this judge has an opinion every judge has an opinion yeah Maybe in New York they could do it because the jury has to represent the people in which would probably be minor or majority liberal people of color. Right. That would benefit us. But I, I, they, I think you here, I think you have to try in the state where the crime was committed. And I, I think by, by law, that's DC. So you'd have to try them in just a DC criminal court. Um, in which case I, that would help us too. Cause DC is very liberal. Yeah. Um, just, Why is DC liberal? Because they have the Library of Congress and they're read and they're really smart people. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, I don't know why, but that it's it's definitely good that we have that well, DC's on our side. They just normally metropolitan areas are more normally liberal, right? Except for like San Antonio, Texas, but like yeah, yeah. What can you do? Uh, right. I mean, uh, did you see like there were some just very like obvious fact deniers during the election and i'm not talking about stop this deal because i mean i mean it's towards the beginning i was like it is very unlikely but there is a chance that voter fraud occurred Mm -hmm. you know and you know now i know that's not the case that didn't happen but there were people who were posting things like uh like biden didn't win a single like a single state with every county and i'm like vermont dc uh uh yeah, he won quite a few. Like, just people who post, like, insanely ridiculous things. Um, and, yeah, I have I really do want to delete a lot of social media. TikTok, um, one, I spend too much time. Two, it's incredibly stupid. First to go. TikTok would be the first. TikTok, if I, I feel like if I delete TikTok, my life quality just goes way up. <laughs> um, if I delete Facebook, then the amount of, uh, you know, old Trumpies I have to interact with is you know goes down Stop uh, grandma's very weird trump post. The, yeah the only place where i think most people agree with me is twitter twitter uh, yeah i i love twitter i yeah. love so much i feel like i'd never be able to delete twitter no i can't delete twitter because i mean twitter's a pretty good news source i mean not twitter itself but finding articles in twitter reading yeah. them from credible sources um and then hearing what people say but i whenever something big happens with trump I'm like actually mad he got banned from Twitter. I'm like, I need to know what he said. Do I have to sit around here waiting like an idiot for some guy to interview him? Instead, like, so I can't just go there and see him in all caps writing about the election. Yeah, I know. It, it was really helpful. <laughs> just looking on Twitter now and he's not trending every other day. It's like, it's so calm right. now. He's just what absent else? from the yeah. platform. Literally. It's like, I don't have my daily source of just laughing at our president. Because right. now our president is smart he posts like his posts all of the comments are like oh it's so refreshing to see somebody who's so professional 
I know. I mean, it's crazy to see. Like he posted the, right. He posted the picture of him drinking coffee with Jill on the front lawn and his dogs just laying on the ground in his like, you know, green bomber jacket. And I'm like, it's so nice to see just him chilling like a normal grandpa on a, you know, on his front lawn instead of, you know, um, right. Racial man, like orange racist, racist man, uh, stuffed into a suit, a cheap (laughs) suit. Like it's, well tweeting and did you see that he uh biden uh was drinking coffee and it was really cold and the reporters were out there and he gave his coffee that he didn't drink to some like female reporter that is so sweet yeah it was so sweet he's like i'm sorry i didn't bring enough for everybody i'm like imagine trump saying that i love biden and dr biden so much just because i feel like they are a really good transition yeah um peaceful like dr biden i follow her on instagram just because i think that she is a very amazing first lady so oh, yeah, far. she's one of she her and biden are actually and you and ali i think are the only people i follow on my uh on the podcast uh account oh that's fun yeah the only people who uh very nice group of people care, to, yeah the only people who care enough to uh join me on the show plus our <laughs> president um but yeah <laughs> I, I so refreshing to see them like it is they're so such good people i mean yeah. they're incredibly good people um it's very i'll show you the uh yeah it's it is very promising that we can have these like joe biden who will work with republicans and will talk with them but at the end of the day we'll move on without them if they don't agree exactly if I they're not like going to join him he'll move on without them exactly um and i, I think I know Jill, you know, Jill brought out the Valentine's Day hearts. I thought that was so funny. I just love their dogs too. They're so cute. Oh yeah. Um, uh, major. Major. Yeah. What? Don't they have two? There's major. And I think have... Yeah. They have two. Um, but yeah, it's, it's so sweet. Uh, they're such good people. Like, I feel like they're a really good transition. They're very calm. Like, oh, yeah. I don't open Twitter every day to a raging dumpster fire. It's very refreshing. I mean, even Obama to them would be a pretty good transition. I think they're, I like, they're like, I think they're sweeter, like, and calmer than Obama. Obama's young and, you know, um, but like the transition from Trump to them is so extreme. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's really crazy seeing it. But going from, uh, who was before Obama? Was it Bush? Yeah, or was it Clint? I think it was Bush. Yeah, Bush, because Bush was president in two thousand one because he was the nine eleven. Oh, yeah, okay. So, so like it was, going it was Bush Clinton, Obama, Bush, Obama, Trump, Biden. Going Bush to Obama wasn't awful. Right, they were both pretty professional people. Yeah, they showed up at the inauguration together. They did their thing. Right. They moved on. Um, the transition in twenty sixteen was one of the most awkward inaugurations ever. Mm-hmm. I feel it was, but like this one, I think it was very peaceful. I was glad that president or former president Trump did not go. Oh, and Biden said it's a good thing that he didn't go. No, um, it's definitely a good thing. He didn't go. Cause I feel oh, like very good. it would have been, I mean that we could, everybody on that lawn had respect for each other. Mm-hmm. Everybody. Um, but yeah, I mean, all the presidential transitions were pretty, pretty sane until uh, Trump. Like, I mean, they were pretty normal. I mean, Bush, Clinton, Bush, Obama, Trump. 
<laughs> like, and then Trump back to Biden. I have not had a major problem with most of our last presidents. Yeah. Like, I mean, the last president that I like really had a major problem with, I thought Reagan was pretty radical, but like, you know, all the way back to like Nixon is when, you know, we had a problem. <laughs> I really do not like Nixon. Yeah. Nixon was a fraud. Nixon was, um, yeah, he had a lot of problems. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we talked about the impeachment. We talked about feminism. Uh, we talked about racism. Um, and then we talked about Biden. So Biden has, I, I, I found myself defending Biden a little bit this morning. Uh, Biden said something along the lines of, I, I said it this morning in my episode, but Biden said something along the lines of uh, the reason he was asked why people aren't, um, like why people of color are receiving less vaccinations, um, which is a fact. People of color are receiving less vaccinations. And he responded with, this is not what he said. He said it in a much better way. But he basically said that people um, of color don't know how to get online and get in line for the vaccinations. Um, not good. All right. And I, I said on my podcast, I will never defend something that a president I like does. That's bad. All right. Like I said a lot of things Trump said. Okay, that, that's good. I mean, that's a good thing he said. And then I've, I will say that Biden has said some pretty bad things. I will say that if he does. It's a terrible way he, he said it. it. That's not a good thing. Yeah. Um, but he's stating a partial fact if you look at statistics and not about not knowing how to use the internet, all right, because that's not true, but access to the internet. Uh, 79, 80% of people, of white people, have access to the internet. Uh, with uh, black people, it's 69%. With Hispanic people, it's 61%. Not that much of a difference, but 10% of people, you know. Um, so it and and only about there's only about a ten percent difference in uh, the ability for black people to access internet and for the ability for white people to access internet, and that's mostly because of um, income and uh, where the, where they tend to live. Um, and there's about a ten percent difference in white people and black people receiving the vaccination. So right there, that's your statistic that pretty much correlates. Biden said it in a very bad way. Um, I'm not going to not deny that. Uh, I, I'm not going to defend his comment, but I will say that he was stating a partial fact. Um, and I'm sure, I mean, you're a pretty reasonable person. I'm sure that if Biden says something terrible, you're going to say, yeah, that's pretty terrible. Yeah, I will hold him accountable if he says something racist or if he says something homophobic or something like that. But he has never given me a reason to believe that he is any of those things. I mean, there were times I defended Trump. You know, there were times that people were, in my opinion, being soft. And I said, Trump did not mean anything racist by that. He was stating a fact or he was trying to say two things at once and it, it came out as a racist. And if if I go into context, if I say like, oh, whoa, Trump said something racist and I look at context, I'm like, oh, it's not racist. I'll do the same thing to Biden. I'm not unbiased. This is not an unbiased show mm-hmm. at all. I, but I like to bring on. Right. But I like to bring on people who disagree with me. Mm hmm. To make it as unbiased as I can, because when I'm sitting here alone for 26 episodes, it's going to be biased. It, it will be a little biased. Just a little. But if if I bring in people who disagree with me, it's going to help. That's why I like having Ali on the show. Um, I like having you on the show because we disagree too. Um, where are you at in the political compass test? Have you taken it? It's uh, it's not a very good test. It's not perfect, but it helps. No. Uh, I have taken it though. I'm in the green, about right in the middle. Bottom left. 
Is that where that is? Bottom left. Yeah. Um, I was uh, closer to the center, but I was bottom left. I was sitting like around Elizabeth Warren um, and like Gandhi around there. Okay. Um, so we're pretty similar, but I think we disagree on some fundamental issues. Um, I think you might be more left than me. Um, I think I'm not. Yeah, you <laughs> might be. Um, you know, I, cause I mean, in a lot of episodes, like when we, you know, or just not even episodes, just conversations between me and you, um, you know, I'll give you an opinion of mine and you'll kind of say like, yeah, you know, I don't know about that. And, you I know, there's some things that you say that yeah. I disagree with, just like how, you know, you said that you thought kill all men was all a joke. I'm like, yeah, it's not a very good joke. Well, <laughs> you know, it's not funny, but right. <laughs> it's not funny, but yeah. I understand what they're coming from. Yeah. I mean, I've seen some pretty terrible, uh, like jokes circulated by men on social media. And I've seen some, seen some pretty terrible jokes circulated by women. And TikTok is a terrible place. If you were on TikTok, um, you were in a terrible place. Um, it is a garbage dumpster fire of an app. Oh, it is terrible. I mean, TikTok is, TikTok is like, um, TikToks is to apps as Trump is to presidents is. Presidents, <laughs> like, it is a dumpster fire. Um, and it's entertaining, but it's a dumpster fire. Um, so yeah, I really want to delete TikTok, but you know, the only reason I like TikTok is sometimes there are really funny trends like that I want to make a video about. Like I had a video, um, like here, me and my friends love to, you know, have like little poker nights. All right. We don't really gamble a whole lot. We just like to play poker and, you know, mess around. Well, you know, there was now some poker night trend with people and I was like, okay, we have to participate. Um, <laughs> and then the album cover trend I found awesome. I love uh, the album cover trend. That one was so Yeah, cool. it's so cool because some people are like, anything can be an album cover and then they show the coolest thing I've ever seen. I'm like, well, obviously. <laughs> um, but yeah, TikTok is, is fun. It's really fun, but it's gotten toxic and it's gotten pretty dangerous, actually. I feel like you have to stay away from certain parts of it. Mm-hmm. Like, I have tried to distance myself from like very, very right-wing people mm-hmm. just because... There are some of their views that I'm like, okay, like, I don't agree with you, but I understand it. Right. And then there are the ones that are literal Nazis and they're like, we should kill all people with disabilities. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah, wow. exactly. Yeah. Republic, like Republican hype house type stuff. I need to get away from that. Like Republican hype house. I have blocked now just because I truly cannot deal with them anymore. Yeah. And when you block somebody, then their duets, when people duet them, it doesn't show up. So that's why you can't just not follow them. You got to like block them. At first, they were respectable when they were just Republicans, but now they're including like paleo conservatives and Nazis. Yeah, well, paleo conservatives is pretty much just Nazis. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, I, I can't respect someone who is a Nazi. Yeah, that's not eugenics. Like, no, no. Um, you saw all the stuff about Rush Limbaugh. I did. Right, he's basically um, uh, old radical conservative me. Uh, Except people like to listen to him. Uh, yeah, he's a polit- he's a conservative political commentator and radio talk show host. He's done it for a long time, and I said in my episode this morning, and the episode was t- titled "Rest in Peace, Rush Limbaugh," because I wanted to let people know that there are times that I will distance myself from the Democratic Party, and I was not going to celebrate the death of somebody with the Democratic Party. And I said in my episode, Rush Limbaugh is a terrible person who says terrible things. He's a racist, homophobe, sexist. I said that, but I said. I'm not going to celebrate the death of anybody. If Trump died, 
the only thing I'd be celebrating is that we're done with dealing with him as a president, but I would not celebrate the death of anybody. I mean, especially during COVID right now, I don't think we need to be celebrating death. Uh, so, I mean, have you, did you see that stuff? What, what do you think about Rush Limbaugh? I mean, most people prob our age probably didn't know who he was. You know, so, the only reason I did is because he does similar to what I do. Where I stand on his death is I think I'm not going to celebrate him being dead. I'm not going to say, thank God, good riddance. Right. Like, That's just terrible. But I am going to say he was an awful person. He did awful mm -hmm. things. He said awful things about people who are like me and people mm -hmm. who are part of communities that I'm a part of. And I think it's just, it's a disgusting thing. He was a disgusting person. May he rest in peace. Right. I mean, he had a, he, I mean, he had a literal segment called AIDS Update where he um, listed people who died of AIDS, the gay men and who died of AIDS, uh, to music. Yeah. Made and made fun of them. them. Exactly. And that, is, that has got to be the most homophobic and... One, you're making fun of people who died. You're making fun of people who did, 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 died from an uncurable blood disease, and you're also making fun of gay people. That's that's a pretty bad rap sheet, and that's not all he did either. He was um, also... Oh, you go. Sorry. No, no, you go. I, I didn't have anything to say. He was not just homophobic, but he was very, very racist. He called mm -hmm. black people derogatory slurs. He called them words I'm not comfortable using. Right. Um, it's just, it was a very, he was a very awful, dark person. Mm -hmm. He's just, he's not even someone you can respect as a human being. No, I, I said, I do not respect him. I don't have respect for him. So, you know, yeah. like, uh, you know, when you use the term paying your respects, I use that figuratively because that's, he's not somebody I respect. Um, I mean, at all. he, he told people, uh, at the Ohio State University. What? Repeat, repeat what you said. I couldn't hear it. I just said, I, I'm not going to celebrate him being dead. Right. That's terrible. But I'm also not going to be like, may he rest in peace. May he's poor soul. Like, right. Exactly. He's a le legend. I mean, he's a radio here. He's a radio broadcasting legend because he broke records in um, viewership. All right. And listenership. But he's not a legend as a person. All right. The only reason I find him to be any sort of legend is because he did what I aspire to do very well. And I don't aspire to be like a radio broadcaster, but I want to do it like part time. Like I want to have a show. Um, I want to go to law school, but you know, I still want to yeah, do something similar to this. That's what I want to do. I want to go to law school and I want to become a lawyer. So like, right. but like seeing people like that, it's just so disheartening that there are people mm -hmm. like think this way and they're actually like, this is something I like listening to. Yeah. I mean, there are people who, I mean, Ben Shapiro is like a, a watered down version of him because Ben Shapiro uh, doesn't celebrate the death of people. Uh, but I, I don't... Right, right. Like, I don't think you can celebrate the death of somebody who celebrated the death of people. Like, I don't think that... That's like, we're turning in... By doing that, we're becoming him. We are doing what he did. And right. We're, we are, we're calling it bad, but doing what he did. I am going morally higher. Mm -hmm. I'm taking the high road. I'm saying rest in peace and moving on. Right. And here, he... Uh, not only was he, like, racist. I mean, here, here racism. He... Uh, called um i think it was the nfl he said it looked too much like a game between the bloods and the crips he uh yeah he said to students at the ohio state university um my dog is scratching on my door he said uh to students at the ohio state university um uh that about consent he said no means yes if you know how, how to look um 
not quite rush. Uh, not exactly. Uh, you're a little off on that one. Yeah, um, maybe just a little. Yeah, that's not. Uh, um, oh, that one. Yeah. Hurt. Yeah. Um, okay. But yeah, I think that this has been good. I, I'm an hour or ten minutes, and I'm not really bored. We definitely have to do it again. Um, definitely for sure. So you're definitely going to get a text from me saying, um, you available. Uh, but this was really good. We talked about a lot of things. Um, and I, you know, I respect you a lot. I think you have really good, um, you know, moral beliefs. Uh, you know, what's right. Unlike Rush Limbaugh, but, um, yeah. So a funny thing is, um, shout out to my grandparents who are actually like the biggest viewers of this show. They text me after every episode, like telling me what they thought of it. Um, and it's pretty cool, but that does explain why if you look at my like Spotify analytics, um, one of my biggest categories is uh, 65 and up, which is just so funny. <laughs> like, yeah, they, they, they said they like tell their friends and it's so awesome. So I hello, grandpa it. and grandma. Thank <laughs> you. Um, but yeah, definitely we'll do this again. Uh, I don't know if they're going to watch a whole hour and 10 minutes of this, but uh, <laughs> thank you for watching. Um, Penny, I'm sorry. Uh, that I'm not letting you in. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I hope you all enjoyed. Thank you, Myra. It's a pleasure. Thank you and, so much for having me. Oh, of course. And we will see you all uh, probably tomorrow. So enjoy the rest of your night and adios.